Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet media providers, makers of Patriot. With Patriot, every news channel in the world is at your fingertips. The Patriot. For more information, look for the link to Internet media providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. Here we will discuss the contrast between two worldviews, one being biblical and the other being worldly. How does a follower of Christ distinguish between the two? And now here's your host. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. I am your host, Cleveland Rose, and I want to thank each and every one of you for this wonderful radio experience. I know I sound a little bit excited, but because let me tell you why. I'm I'm very excited. And you'll love me for this because I'm about to say something so much more of why I'm so excited to do this tonight here at the Biblical Editorial Review. We have not done a show in a while. And all this stuff is going on with the coronavirus. We did one about the coronavirus is a blessing in disguise. So we did that. And also we did a prayer during that time as well. And we really do want to reach out to people, especially the people who has uh, been affected by this coronavirus. It's a lot of people, a lot of health workers, uh, the first responders, you name it, who has uh, come in. But we have a lot of technical difficulties. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, what that did happen to a lot of people, they tried to get onto the phone call and or to the line so they could be able to have the prayer request. And it was a lot of issues going on with that. So... It really tells the times of what we are living in right now in America, but also it tells the times how we are perceiving things in the earth. And I believe what we need to really come to grips on the truth is that God is the author of our faith if we put God first. But sometimes what we do, we try to make God, mitigate God to be something he's not, you know, trying to minimize him. And when you minimize the Father God, you're telling Father God that he's not effective. And what you're doing, you're lying to everyone who said, believe God, in a way of him making things happen. And why? Because your whole persona is fisted on your belief. Now, I'm going to go through some stuff to now. Um, the topic that's really resonates into my mind my heart is how you look at life because a lot of times we look at life and we look at life to try to stay on what you feel okay and what we do is we get to try to blame people for how we feel about things we don't really take ownership on anything that's going on in our lives today we always want people to take on what we feel that's why we got social media if you go on social media i i'm gonna even tell you right now i'm gonna read some of my stuff on facebook and the main reason why i don't like facebook i hate facebook but i digress but i want to read some of the things is going on on facebook because this will tell you where a lot of people are at people there um and it's really, really, really 
uh, crazy. And you were like, Cleveland, what are you talking about here? What are you saying here? Are you losing your mind here? No. I thought you were talking about things biblical. Yes, I am. I thought you were talking about things that is uh, of God. Yes, I am. We are. I'm talking about all of that. But this is the thing so sad that a lot of people are not talking about God. A lot of people are really walking in fear. I mean, we've been going over, 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 over again to really get people to see the truth you know, about why this thing it is what it is. But, you know, people, they, they know everything. So they try to assure things that happen and not really take ownership on why. Why is that? Well, because everything is so personal. So, um, no, beside themselves, you name it, I could go down the list of them. But even with that, it has to do with the people, how they think. And when you think like that, you're not going to take God seriously on any matter whatsoever. So you look at life the way you want to look at life. You know, you want to look at life in the way you want to look at it. But I want to really hammer on a couple of things here that needs to be hammered on. I'm just going to read a couple of people's posts on you know on Facebook about the stem I mean not just the stimulus thing but just anything anything now I'm going to read a couple of things here I'm not going to even display names I'm not going to uh, uh, talk about anything I'm going to really be straight honest with you with how some people uh, people think now it's really sad that some people really do I'm going to go to some Christians first, then, of course, the world. Now, as you could go into this, I have so many people um, talk about prophecies, talking about uh, different things going on with people, um, you name it. Uh, I, could, I could go into the uh, bottom line with all this here. Um, you know, it's really, really sad. Now, um, let me go here. I'm, I'm going to go to this one particular person here. And this right here should uh, give you some meaning on the fact of what's going on with some people. Now, I'm going to read this. This is some people's mindset are. There's nowhere else but their mindset. And this is it here. Um, now, a couple of people here had this hatred. And these are the people who claim to be of Christ. You know, some people will say this statement here says, um, and I'm going to read this here, that, you know, some people are getting mad, you know, saying that black people are getting killed because Trump allowed the coronavirus to hurt them. That's one. Another one, the same person would say that, you know, the coronavirus has um, caused a lot of black people to really die because of President Trump's way. This is Chris's here. And another one says that, you know, if, 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 if we look at it, the, um, 
black people are getting killed because the president is not allowing testing in our neighborhoods. Now, this here, this is black people. This is black Christian people are talking this way. And they're not even really understand where they come from now. I'm going to put a statistic up here. Um, I'm going to read a statistic. You know, I'm now on television today. But I'm going to read a statistic that will show what's going on. Now, this statistic is coming from the CDC. Right. I'm reading from the CDC. Right. And I'm reading here on what is going on with the, the, the issues that's going on with the CDC. Now, talk about disproportionately African-Americans is getting killed. Well, the truth of the matter is your city government is the problem. Now, you'll wonder, what do you mean? The city government is the problem. Now, in... The, according to this report for the CDC, they said that we have a rapid rate in the urban core of, you know, in the urban core, showing that most of the people who are disproportionately again who die of the coronavirus is African Americans and the Latino uh, um, group that are in these urban areas. They did not say in the suburbs, and not even saying anything in the in the rural area. It says urban areas. Now, I want you to know you could go look this up even in Google. And I don't like Google either, but if you go and look this up in Google, Google will tell you who is running their urban cities. Like Houston, like Dallas, like Memphis, like Nashville, like Kansas City, like St. Louis, like even in... um. In California, a lot of places in California like L.A., San Francisco. Let's go to Boston, New York City, okay, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. You know, I could go down. Let's go to Florida, like Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Um, let's go a little bit in the middle. I say in Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Paul. Okay, let's go a little bit further west up. Let's go to Seattle, Washington. Okay, how about Portland, Oregon? Go look up who is running these cities. And tell me about that. Tell me who's running these cities now. Okay. According to the CDC... And other places across the country, they said the urban core, who is running these cities? Okay, I want people to come to me and tell me who's running these cities. Okay, these cities are run by Democrats. These cities are run by Democrat strongholds. This, this, if you really look at it, it's going back into how this glass is so empty with a lot of people now. It's because it's pessimism. I mean, if you really look at it, a lot of people know 
are really, really in, in uh, over the heads here. Right, because nine tests out of ten, you know, is um that is run, you know, by Democrats. And you cannot tell me that it's because it's their whole personification of life. Now, people always ask me a question. They say, Khalifa, why are you always hopping on the Democrats all the time? I'm not. I'm not. But I want to bring up my point here is that a lot of people, especially African-Americans, and I'm saying this with all tenacity and everything else, is a lot of African-Americans are Democrat. It's a lot of people in the body of Christ who don't think otherwise are Democrat. Why? Well, because they have this notion that they owe it to the Democrats to continue to vote for them. Now, who said you have to? But they did. And a lot of them are needless to say believe that what they are doing is a force to be reckoned with. They really truly believe that. And that's why a lot of them don't believe I mean if you really look at it a lot of them are infiltrating the the churches a lot of them are infiltrating a lot of places of worship. They are going in and out of this. And they are really in stunned and indented into believing that anyone that has a different belief that is could be that could be biblical are going to fight them to finale on the matter. So that's why the glass is half empty with some of the people. So let's go here. I'm gonna do one article here. That I want to really bring out about um, Ariana uh, Presley. No, I, I'm praying for a lot of people. I'm praying for her because she's got, she's losing her hair. She got cancer, right? And I, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's cancer, but she, she, wow. I think she could, no, it's not that she, oh Lord. Let's just say like this. I want you guys to hear what she had to say against President Trump. And I want to talk a little bit about how people look at him with the glass half empty. Last week I was uh, seeing some um, back and forth on uh, social media about how we need uh, more legislators, um, not activists, uh, in the calls of Congress. And I couldn't um, disagree with that more. Um, we all have to be activist leaders in this moment. Um, you can have both. You should have both. And we would not be able to uh, deliver anything to mitigate the hurt, to provide people with relief if we were not being bold activists in this moment. Concern what's happening with this administration, I would, it's akin to war crimes. Criminal negligence, science denials, a sluggish response. And so we find ourselves in the position of playing and so um, when Leader McConnell says he's tired of our wish list, we're going to keep wishing, we're going to keep organizing, we're going to keep mobilizing, and we're going to keep working because the thing about these wishes, centering the, the uh, humanity and dignity of every individual, family, and worker, these can become realities. Okay. 
Now, the main reason why I want to bring her into this is because this is a black woman. This woman is black. Why is the world is she so indented to have um, these things to to uh, reciprocate on her beliefs? Why? Because she look at a glass half empty. She won't. No, but look at she did a rally before all this stuff happened. She did a rally about, you know, abortion. She did a rally and did a legislative rally if it didn't pass in the House that if President Trump did not do the ban against China, we would be in the worst shape that we ever be in. But she did a ban to stop him from not doing this and what he's supposed to be doing. But she said that he wasn't thinking about that. You also have so many people like her in the body of Christ are trying to in and lose into believing that this is biblical. I'm gonna read something here from this this organization called the Gospel Coalition. And a lot of people think that the Gospel Coalition is a great organization. No, it's not. And I'm gonna read some of this here. This is from the uh, Reformation Charlotte. And I'm gonna read this these statements that this says here about I'm going to read it from, uh, from Jeff Maples here. He says, there's a lot of debate on, on whether or not it's acceptable for churches to, to, to put off weekly assemblies during this largely overblown coronavirus scandal that is taking out the world right now. Now, I want to put it out here. It is overblown. I mean, the flu killed more people than this. I mean, if you really look in these different areas, it did. However, we have people are blowing these things out of proportion because they don't want to seek God on the matter. Let's continue on here. Now, while some has argued that too negligent to assemble for any reason is serious treason against God, while others have argued that we as the church must submit to Caesar or one thing for certain, the ordinance of the church is not optional. Now, believers are uh, commanded to baptize new believers and the church is to partake in communion regularly. While most churches don't actually do these things on a weekly basis, this guy named uh, Thomas Kidd at the Gospel Coalition suggested that churches put off for a month, possibly years, until a effective COVID-19 vaccine is available. Now, I'm going to put this out here for a second here about this COVID-19 stuff. About vaccinations. Okay, what does that accomplish if you have a vaccination? Okay. What does that accomplish if you want to get vaccinated? Absolutely nothing. For one thing, it would take a you know, months, even years to even get a vaccination going. But if you have God in your life, why would you want to trust the uh, the hand man? You see, this was the people with glass half empty here, looking at all of these possibilities of pessimism. And then now you understand that their worldview is not of God. 
here's here's more is is this kid he's a distinguished professor at Baylor University which the article of the gospel coalition tiles tassel religion in the time of pandemic this is exact words that he said here he says we can see that contact rituals were more varied and common in early American Baptist churches than in typical Southern Baptist uh, churches today. The question for Baptists, which all and all churches going forward, at least until the availability of a vaccine, is how many of our contact rituals are essential, and how might the essential practices such as baptism of the Lord's Supper be delayed or modified for medical safety. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. If there was a, why are we as a believer are so indigent to want to believe the science of man? Now, God already developed science already. He already did. Why are, we, why are we trying to reinvent the will? Well, because we're trying to get God to do something out of his will. That goes back to the saying about the glass is half empty to some people. Not half full, but half empty. And when you look at how the glass is half empty with some people, you see their worldview. They always find a negative, negative way of looking at things. Like well, right now, I could go and say the President Trump is doing all he can for America. You know they will put me on the cross and burn me. Especially some African Americans that I know will put me on the cross and burn me to death, to burn me alive. They will burn me till they see me crisp and clear. So they act like the Klansmen. Now, I digress, but that's what they're going to do because I'm talking in a way a positive to see our president succeed but they don't want to see the president succeed they want him to fail miserably and anything he does that is good for the people they try to find every little thing that is worse so this goes into the the play of how people act on all aspects of this but let me finish this article for a little bit here of course, we believe the vulnerable, vulnerable people should be protected from any disease that goes with any commonality, common or novel. It's always been the historical position of the church that sickness and disease is a preventable hindrance to gatherings. Churches should take steps to protect the elderly. Families should take precautions to take care of the vulnerable and people should wash their hands regularly and use hand sanitizer. And for crying out loud, cover your mouth when you cough. But the church cannot delay the commandments of God to baptize the particular supper. Now, in some of the areas, you should be able to take the Lord's Supper in the way of the contents of the Bible. But you don't have to be in church to do it. You don't have to have a church building to really be taking partake of the Lord's Supper. Now, I'm not saying we should not stop going to church. I'm saying that we sh it should not be the main focus because you got people who do not go not going to do these precautionary things. So you got to look at your neighbor 
And even though, even though a lot of people call this, you, you are bowed down to Caesar. Technically speaking, you're not really bowed down to Caesar when they know for a fact that you want to bring people back to norm normality. So a lot of people are really looking at the glass half empty. They are looking at the glass half, half empty so much that they don't even look at the real personifications of life. And I'm going to tell you what that really means. A lot of people are so caught up in their worldview. Everyone has a worldview. I don't care how much you don't think you have a worldview, but you do. Everyone has a worldview. Now, let me put this in a, a very good perspective here. What does this mean for the glass be half empty or half full? Now, it's a common expression as a, as a pervertible phrase generally used rhetorically to indicate that a particular situation could be a cause for pessimism, which is half empty, or optimism, which is half full, or as the general Olympus test to simply determine an individual worldview. So, this here has so many ways of going into the real reason of what does it mean to have the glass be half empty or half full because sometimes you don't understand the meaning of what why we're going into this whole thing because um sometimes people don't understand the truth behind of it because see Everybody has a worldview. Everyone has a worldview. And let me tell you something about that worldview. When you do have a glass half empty, half full, you have to understand that God believes in that truth that your worldview matters to him more than anything. He wants to know are you with him or against him? It's no such thing as a gray area. It's not. It's no such thing as the middle ground. Never has, never will be. But it's always a black and white situation. Now, even Jesus said himself is that, you know, you got to be between high and cold. But if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. Why? Well, because that is nasty. That's nasty for for a logical standpoint, but in the in, in the Father God standpoint, it's really truth. Now think about this here. The whole thing about life is what people do, and I'm throwing these here to show you what this coronavirus has done to a lot of people. It brought a lot of people out of the closet. The light is shining on a lot of things. Now, the main reason for this broadcast is to really give you to see why this thing's going on. Now, at first, I was going to go and do some breaks on this, this thing here. But I said, no, I'm going to run this through because this is something that needs to be told and be said and needs to be really put into a perspective here. Now, you know the standard answer to suppose determine whether you are a pessimist or an optimist. But pessimists and optimists are both overrated and, and unrealistic unrealistic because they don't see the whole picture in fact they ignore part of the picture 
Now, I'm thinking about this here in the common denominator. To the wise and perspective, the glass is actually full. Huh? Yes. The water, there's, that the glass is actually full because look at this. There is some water, which is obvious. There is the rest of the glass filled with air. Now, I know a lot of people like scratching their heads on this and want to know, why are you saying this? Because just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Now, we need air as much as we need water. Both are vital, though. But how many times in your life have you judged yourself, another person, or a situation based only on what you see? You see, that's what I really believe how they see our, uh, our president. You know, a lot of people say uh, uh, 45 or this, that, everything else. Or, or, or orange or whatever. They want to say all these negative things about President Trump. But they are seeing the empty glass and they're not seeing and also some people see the full glass. But they're not seeing the full they're not or or the half the glass. They see the glass full of water and they see the glass is full of air. So they both are halves. The glass is full. It's a full glass. But it's not the full glass of water, nor is the full glass of air. Or empty glass, a lot of people would see it. You know, you would say, wait a minute, Cleveland, now you're really talking crazy here. But if you really look at it, what is your worldview? Is it biblical or is it worldly? Because nine times out of the ten, we sit here and trying to fit state on world uh, on, on what the world has to determine for our lives we never really actually ask ourselves what god really talked about this no we don't we go around and try to procureate god to do things for us but we never take the time to honor worship him what we do is we're trying to get god to do things so much on our favor but we never do the things that we god command us to do now a lot of the times what we do, we get all being our shape. And we look at things in a different way. But God is always the answer to everything. But we don't even give him that acknowledgement on everything. So that is the main reason why it's very prevalent for us to really take God seriously on this matter. Now, why? Because if you see a worldview... On one end on the other. Like for instance. There's a lot of Christians. Who do see the glass half full. But they don't really see sin. Okay. Then you got people who do see sin all the time. But you don't see grace. You see this is really what the problem we have in our society today. You got people see the glass half full. And you got people see the glass half empty. That it, they are worldviews like that. Now, why are believers should see in the glass what it is? Why do a believer need to do that? Well, here's the real reason why. Because, thinking about it, it happens every day, moment and moment, when we only use our five physical senses. How often do you see, quote, quote, or understand the whole picture 
This happens only when we use our spiritual sense, our spiritual eyes and ears, etc. This is true because if you take on what Bible saying, Father God is really want us to see the whole picture of everything. He don't want you to see half of this and half of that. He really wants you to see the whole picture. That is a biblical worldview when you see the whole picture. It's not the glass is half full. It's not if the glass is half empty. And when we see more, more and more, more um, people that's acting like they got to have church or they got to have this, that, everything else. It tells you how messed up this thing is. Now, I'm going to really give you the perspective of that, that on one of these broadcasts. I, I, I got to. This is show you that how people are not really taking this seriously. Now, I'm going to let you listen to this man, um, Brother Copeland. I mean, Kenneth Copeland, because he's, he's a heretic. This is to be true. And a lot of people get mad at me saying that, but he is the truth. It's the truth. Um, he literally, truly believes that, um, you know, God is going to do some things that needs to be done in the in the light of everything. But see, I'm going to just go a little bit before when I go and find this here, and just bring in some some stuff here that needs to be brought. Okay. You have so many people living in a lie and believing all these other things about stuff instead of going on and asking the Lord about why is this happening? How come is that happening? And never take the time to ask God the truth behind the reasoning. That goes back to say, are you have your glass half empty or half full? What's your worldview? And if you keep looking at it, the worldview, it's real simple. Are you looking at the glass for what it is instead of looking at the glass for what it's worth? A lot of people don't think about that. Because all everybody's so happy focused on what? On their own belief system. And it's really sad, though. It's really, really, really sad. Because I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. You cannot and will not go into this whole thing without trying to figure out what the word God is saying. Okay? That is the truth. And, I mean, the truth to be told, it doesn't take a lot of people to really uh, understand all that. So, yeah, I I I don't, I don't think 
I don't think otherwise um it's really 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 worth it in a lot of ways because you got some of these things here um it's really really sad and I want to really bring this here this is show you how this here goes on and I'm gonna go ahead and let you listen to what happens when you are caught up in this lie here we go we'll exercise judgment right now because we in have the name of Jesus oh thank you Jesus standing in the office of the prophet of God I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. I call you done. I call you done gone. You come down from your Amen. place of authority, destroyer. You come down and you crawl on your oh. belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more! No more. No more. It no more. is finished. finished. It is over. And the United States of America is healed and well again. Saith the mighty Hallelujah. Spirit. Glory. Glory. Peace, who is also the Prince of War, the Lord Jesus Christ. When oppressive, mean, nasty people attack his people. When mean, oppressive, nasty diseases attack his people, George. The Prince of Peace takes his place. And he becomes the mighty man of war. Well, let's just tell you. Jesus will come back that way. But God allows this stuff to go on in our lives for a reason. It's not something... You look at it in the glass and think it this is it. Goes back to my point here. If you got so you're so bent out of shape in trying to make something that is not true. And and if you really look at uh of Kenneth Copeland, his ministry is all like I said, it's hair ticket because he's trying to you know, embassinate people to give, 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 give. 
you know, he 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 said, if you better not let go of that tie, I don't care. You lost a uh, job or anything. Um, they literally want you to continue to tie. They want you to continue on to give and give and give, even though you don't even have a job to give it. Well, that tells you how their mindset is on about your well-being with God. See, they don't want you to trust God because if you do, you don't trust them. So you get yourself away from them so you can trust the Holy Father. Why? Because if you get away from them and read your Bible for yourself, you don't need nothing else. Hello now. I know I'm, 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 I'm about to break some, no, some, 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 um, you know, kill some, some sacred cows here. Everything you do in life is not always going to be predicated to what you feel it is, say it do. Everything that you do in life has a reason behind of it. And that is that reason alone. And that is from Bible itself. And that's why we get bent out of shape about it. Now, why do we believe like that? What is the reason about that? Because we got to see things for, from a, a spiritual perspective, biblically. Now, I, you know, as I said, spiritual perspective, biblically, because people are doing things spiritually, but not biblically. They believe in everything. They believe what the world has to tell them about everything in life. And that's why things are going backwards. And they are going sideways. And these people are skewed to the truth on what God is saying. And they're not even taking the time to understand what the word is at. At a long, long, long time. Now, look, I'm going to read something here that's really, really profound. Now, what is a what is a different view we see when we look at things from a spiritual perspective, biblically? Now, remember, Jesus addressed this point when he tells his disciples, "Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteously, or righteous, but judge righteous judgment." That's in John chapter seven, verse twenty-four. You see. You got to. You can't see things like you want to see them. You got to be able to allow God to show you these things. It's a lot of things going on with a lot of people when they think about things, and and we don't really take the time and see it as what it is. I'm gonna give you a scenario from a, a guy who wrote this. This is John uh, Pierce here, and he said this. And and it's really, really powerful what he told about his story about how he see things. And he said about 15 years ago at a church business meeting, there was a very divisive issue on the floor for discussion. People on each side were entrenched in what they thought was right and were abs absolutely certain the other side was deceived and, or, or being deceived. Now, I'm not going to bother you with the details, but I went home that night fuming. I was mad at certain members because they were on the wrong side of the issue. But I was also upset of having reacted and come across some opinionated, so opinionated myself. 
And more than anything, I was deeply disappointed that neither side was really listening to or heard, hearing the other side's perspective. It was just, I was just guilty as the others. Anyway, I got home and all I could see was what appeared wrong. It seems that the glass was not only half empty. It was completely empty. But I was looking at things from a very limited, very personal, very material, very service perspective. This is a worldly worldview. When you go into those terms, try to take side. And that's why you got to tell people when you go around and you have this 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 hatred towards other people when they think differently from you you go around trying to try to beat and berate them and you're not listening or hearing no perspective but with you now i'm gonna tell you something a lot of people get mad at me by saying this and i'm gonna be honest i don't like democrats i don't like the democrat party's platform do i like the republican platform and it got some good leans it got a lot of good leans but i don't worship it I'm not a Republican, and I'm not going to be a Republican. However, I am a conservative in nature because I, I am conservative in values of morals and also what God has to say. God is never being liberal. God don't change off the, off the fly because he wants to. He said what he said in his word, and he sticks behind of it. But what we do when people who say they're conservative and when you see things in a conservative matter, like the value of life, the more perspective of your, your conscience, the, your, your soul for crying out loud, and what the things that God wants in your life, that you want to have Jesus as your Lord, that is a conservative perspective. But you got people who say that Christians say that I am a Christian and I should be liberal. And when you tell them, show me in the word that he, that you be liberal. Just show it to me. Killing babies is liberal. You know, killing babies is being biblical. Being outside of what God designed you to be, to be liberal, or to be Christian, or to worship idols before you before you worship God, and that's being Christian. Oh, biblical. That's when people need to see how you can be very, very, very limited, very, very personal, very, very material, very, very selfish. Because you're not dying to self. See, in our society, when we talk about sin, like saying we see two men, two women who are doing things that is supposed to be between a man and a woman. In our society, you being a bigot you being a uh, you being very homophobic but it's sin what about people commit adultery well a lot of people want to call adultery an affair well that's sin commit murder sin no matter what is commit murder innocent blood what is innocent well that that child in that woman's womb is an innocent blood because that child had not come in and been marred by sin yet. That's innocent blood. 
And a lot of people say it's a fetus. No, it's, it, it's got ears, it's got a heart, and it's, it's pumping it, and it's got hands and toes. Even though it's not fully developed, that is a human being. And what you do when you commit abortion is what? Murder. However, people call that, well, why you talk about sin so much? Because that's what God is trying to rescue from, sin. This is where you got this glass half empty and half full. Your perspective of the world is really up to you how you look at it. Now, it's, it, it was hard to pray about this at first, but when you earnestly turn to God, you begin to see that the glass was not totally empty and seemed so obvious to onward appearance. This was the gradual process over days and weeks and repentance and prayer. Then you come to see that the glass was totally full, even though nothing has changed on the surface picture at the church. Then God was governing our church over and above whatever we did and didn't do. This is what Jesus did to the churches in uh, the seven churches at the region when in, in Revelations. He loved them all. But there's a lot of things he had against them. See, what we do here, we're trying to make God to do things that we don't want. But God always in control, like this coronavirus issue. It's a lot of people are being exposed by this, this, this pandemic because they are not seeing the full picture of everything. Now, have you ever had an experience whether it seems like your glass was half full or half empty? Now, there wasn't even enough time, money, energy, love, cooperation, etc. to do what need to be done. Sure, you greatly for whatever you do have, but it really doesn't seem to be enough to meet the demands of that situation. Well, it's time to open your spiritual eyes up, folks, to spiritualize biblically your view, to see the unseen. There are more of the glass that you thought. Now, God loves and cares that his guidance and protection, his glory and his grace has always been there, filling the glass of our lives to the fullest. It's easy to see this when things going well. But do we see it when our glass seems not empty but dry as the safari desert is? This is what this coronavirus has done to a lot of people. It literally exposed a lot of the faults of the body of Christ. Yeah, pastors are mad at some of their congregations that come on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, to even have church. <laughs> and it's really sad because that's really what the world is looking into. Not biblical, nothing perspective on the worldview of the truth of what God is saying. But they always have this understanding that this is what God wants. And never really take the time to understand what God really telling them. Because the good news is that our glass is full whether we see it or not. Because remember, if you have a biblical worldview, the biblical worldview... You're going to see a full glass no matter how is it half empty or half full. You're going to see it full because of God. 
Because Jesus proved this. In fact, if you read in uh, Colossians chapter 2, Paul writes, For in him, Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Jesus was embodiment of God for glory. Remember, Jesus is the head of the church, the body of Christ. But we got church attendants in this array of things that doesn't see the glass like God sees the glass full. But that's what Jesus, what about us? Here, here he is. Paul would go a little bit farther here in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19. Paul even said is very well that we too have access to this fullness of God. He prayed to the Ephesians and us that we may be above about to know the love of Christ would pass all knowledge. Knowledge gained from the five material senses and there is the outward appearance of things again that ye may be full are filled with all the fullness of God. This is Paul talking here. Think of that to be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, a lot of times people will look at this and say, well, Cleveland, this is really a crazy thing to really put into. But if you really read the contents of the Ephesians, let's read this in contents here because this is a critical part here. Now, I want you to read this. And this is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. Let's read this in full context here. For this I cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory by to be strengthened with might by his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man. That means that the Holy Spirit has to live inside you. Okay. The Holy Spirit has to live inside you for this to happen. So that means you have to be a believer in Christ. You cannot be loved the world. That means you got to have a biblical worldview. Let's go on here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being root and grounded in love. Okay. May be able to come here with all saints that means your brothers and sisters in christ what is the breath the uh, the breath of the length and the depth and the height and to know that the love of christ which passive knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of god so we must bow down to our our knees to our father we must worship God. God give us the riches of his glory, which strengthens us inwardly, thereby allowing Christ to dwell in our hearts. When Christ lives in our hearts, then we are filled with the fullness of God. So think about this in this way here. I want you to open your eyes, your spiritual, biblical eyes. Your biblical eyes. Let's just take spirituality. Your biblical eyes. See the unseen with the way that God sees things. 
give Christ the full access to all of the broad avenues of your heart as well as the nook and cranny. Don't try to hide anything. It never work. No matter what the outward material picture is, your glass, your heart, your life is full, completely full in him. Why? Because you can see the glass empty. And you can see the glass full. But with God, he already did all of that for you. So it's really, really sad to find believers who doesn't have a biblical worldview. It's really, really sad to really look at the facts that people don't have a biblical worldview. And when you see that, the only two things that you could do is to pray for them. Because there's a lot of times what we do, we get bent out of shape trying to regurgitate worldly aspirations to give us a godly perspective. But we never go to the person who give us his perspective, and that is Father God himself. So let me ask you this again. And this is a real lipness test for everyone to understand here. What is your worldview? What is your what do you see when you see the glass half empty or half full? What when you see the glass half empty, do you see it still full? Or when you see the glass half full, do you still see it full? Well, if you got the reality that God is in control, you always going to see the glass full, no matter what. It could be full of air. It could be full of water. Wherever the perspective going to be, you're still going to see the glass full. So that's why it's very, very important to have a biblical worldview. And for us to really come to grounds on the truth on all of this, I have to really put you in perspective of why I gave you all those clippings of people who's talking crazy. You got the world, which is the a, a congressman Leahy, talking nonsense about a president that doesn't make any sense to the normal person. Which means she's got a worldly viewpoint. But you also got a heritage Kenny Copeland. Who coming in and trying to command God to do something that God is in control. He's human. And he he's don't know God. Because if you know God, you will never command God to do something that is in his will. Not your will. So it's a lot of things of different perspectives that you need to look into. But I want to really give you some encouragement thought here. You cannot just go to the half and half nots. It's empty. I can see half empty. But I see it half full. But God see it the whole day full. Even though the glass appears to be half of each part. The air and the water. So it's a really, really deep Understanding that God is in control of everything. And we need to take upon ourselves to allow him to be in control of everything. So, 
I want to encourage you, everyone, to really look at God first and not to take upon yourselves your own understanding. You know, it's so sad that we do. We do this all the time. And even for me, I have to really question my own thinking process a lot. And I'm glad I do when when the Bible is in control of things. Because if I don't, you know what? I'm going to really allow the world perspective to control everything in my life. And what happens when you do that? You are allowing the world to be your God. And that right there to me is the most dangerous thing ever. So you got to really put God first and foremost first because if you don't, you're going to lose the truth behind all of that. And the truth is that God is the only one that knows more about what's going on than anything else. And that is really, really, really powerful. So I want to really say that in, in a, a very, very uh, key point perspective that God is in control of everything. We go around want to put him into this it's array of things, but we never really ask ourselves these questions about him at all. We don't. What we do, we get him to do something that we tried to do and never, ever, ever take the time to look at Father God and ask him what to do. So I want to really to let's pray and ask the Lord for the direction that is need to be directed to. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much, Father, for this real bona fide truth. This bona fide truth that you do, Father, is your truth. It's no one else but yours. And Father God, if we being honest with everything in life, we need to really come to the fact that you are the only one that knows more about everything that we know about ourselves. And I think that it's really, really sad that we don't come to you about these. So God, I so Father God, I ask you, even for my own personal life, to forgive me for not come to you with the with you with your truth about me, about everything in life, about how I do stuff. And I want you to ask you I ask you right now, Father, to forgive me. Please forgive me. Forgive me, Father God, from not really take on your truth I repent father because I know my flesh and I can ride on my flesh and feelings but I'm standing behind you right now father that I want you to know that your wisdom is above every other wisdom of this world thank you father God and thank you so much how much you love us I thank you so much that you love us so much that your son has saved us from for torment of hell. But mainly, I thank you, Father God, for your son to love us that deep. That deep. 
because he died for us. Thank you so much, Jesus, to be my Lord. And thank you, Lord, for everyone who prayed this prayer and listened to the sound of my voice of what you do in not only my life, but those lives who come and worship on you. We take it to as this for you, Father. We pray in your wonderful saint Jesus' name. Amen. So um I want to thank you everyone for the time to be for this time on the biblical territory review. But I want to make this short brief announcement. It's very brief and um I want to make this announcement because this is king. Now in the recent weeks as everything's going crazy in um no, in uh, in in our country and around the world, we are you know a lot of churches are going to these places like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you know a lot of people are will do not go and ask God for answers to uh to to have a a um you know a platform to be able to worship, honor, and praise the Lord. And I'm going to tell you this report because it's a report that I'm going to read this report straightforward. Because I think that a lot of people need to really, really read this report. And the main reason why I want to read it is because this is absolutely true. Now, this is two reports I'm going to read. Um, the first one I'm going to read here. And I'm doing this here very quickly so you can understand what's going on here. This is a YouTube. This is um, YouTube CEO will remove any content that goes against the WHO re recommendations. Now, why would someone do this? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you the scheme of things, but I'm not going to give you details. I want you to listen. And here's my perspective. Now, speaking on CNN reliable uh, sources, with Brian Stiller, which is kind of crazy reliable sources. Okay. YouTube CEO Susan uh, Wojcicki stated that anything that will contradict the World Health Organization recommendations will be removed from the platform. Keyword will be removed from the platform. She said that we have seen a 75% increase uh, in the news coming from authoritative sources since the beginning of 2020. So we have seen a lot of demand there, but then we also now here's Brian Stiller interrupt. What did he mean? The means of increase in video view for those. She uh, she continues that yes, and as so we talk about the rise of authority information. But then we are also talk about the removing information that is problematic. And they don't even give you the definition when you talk about problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsustainable, unsustainable, unsustainable. I'm sorry. So people say like take a vitamin C, you know, take a turmeric like those are will cure you. Those are examples of things that will be a violation of our policy. Anything that will go against the World Health Organization recommendations will be a violation of our policy. And so, remove is any 
really important part of our policy because of all of this stuff. Like here's an example here. Now after a live stream video aired in April 6th with David Ickes, whom the BBC describes as a conspiracy theorist, in which Ickes claimed all claimed about the coronavirus that there is a link between 5G and this health crisis, as well as claiming that the coronavirus vaccine would include a nanotechnology microchips permitting humans to be controlled and that Bill, billionaire Bill Gates should be jailed. YouTube delete the, the video. Now, I understand if it's going into bizarre reasonings. But if you think about it, if YouTube is supposed to be, quote, quote, a public domain, why are you taking the man's stuff down? If he's wrong, and you, you, can, you should not shallow ban him, nor you should be taking their stuff down. Because if you think about it, if you're taking somebody's stuff down, obviously something is linked to something. Maybe the guy's telling the truth or not. We don't know. But that is for the people to judge, not for YouTube. Remember, you are supposed to be a public domain, but I digress. And this is something else here. It's really, really really true because there's a lot more uh, details here on certain um, lines of different uh, no different different kinds of uh, stuff with um, so many of these communities now we got one here about Facebook I'm about to pull it up here um, let me see here as I pull it up Facebook, matter of fact, I can pull it from here. Um, Facebook has um, is going to is doing this here. I'm gonna read here. Just give me a second here. All right, yeah, here he is here. Um, I think it's another one here. I'm about to look at another one. But um, let me see here. Well, we have Facebook. Is um. It's going to is trying to pull some stuff here. And if I find it, I was read it here. But yeah, uh, what he's doing is that they are. You no, know, trying to um. No, trying um. Get. Know, tried to pull people information. Here he is. I found it. I, I I went right past it. Okay, sorry about that. Here he is, and this is happening. Now, this is happening, and I'm reading this here because this is happening. And once you read it, I'm gonna stop for tonight. Okay, and here he is. And I thought it would be very quick, but I'm sorry. But here he is. As this is from the Reformation Charlotte. This is on April the 16th of this year. And here he is. I'm going to read this verbatim of what's going on here. As church services move online streaming, as predicted, services are being banned for policy violations. This is Reformation Charlotte predicted last week the Ark of Church is now the hands of the anti-church digital media giants. 
who can't shut down at the flip of the switch already, which can't see this prediction coming for Risha. In this article that Jeff Mabels wrote, that these unregulated uh, private-owned mega media giants are now are not required by law to respect freedom of speech or free speech or religious rights, and that if these companies start facing pushback from the uh, uh, facing pushback from left-wing actors to shut down churches who are preaching God's word, that will not hesitate to do it. Rest assured, well, it didn't take long for that to happen. And it's more and more and more people getting shut down. And here it is. According to Ben Davis of the Cardinal Pool, Google has already removed the app for Christ Church, where the controversial outspoken pastor, Douglas Wilson, preached. Wilson will hold to a few odd theological positions in some areas has been a faithful non-compromiser when it comes to the biblical social sexual ethics and the far left hates him with a passion heck moderns and even moderate rights hates him he was famously protested by gay actors uh, in Indiana University for daring to step foot on the campus by bringing a perspective that was in uh, contrary to a complete godless, secular, pro-homosexual worldview. Now, the Cardinal Pool, uh, um, the, 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 the Cardinal Pool reports on Friday, Google suspended Christ's churches out from the Google Play Store after accusing the pastor of a lack of sensitivity and or capitalizing on the current corona pandemic. The church received a notice from the platform stating we don't allow apps that lack responsible sensitivity towards or capitalize on a natural disaster, atrocity, conflict, death, or other tragic event. Your app has been suspended and removed due to this policy issue. Noise added. It believes Google was referring to Pastor Douglas Wilson's short lesson on respond faithfully to the coronavirus or the COVID-19 crisis. And Pastor Toby J. Sumner's sermon called God's people to humble repent in the face of the pandemic. See, this is what's going on with by Christ when you allow these heretics and these anti-Christians platforms to take upon your biblical standpoint. Now, I'm gonna read this here a little bit more. You can't rest assured that this is the only this is the only beginning. While left-wing actors are Pouring nails into the church parking lot to stop churchgoers from having drive-in services. Cops being forced to break up small church services while who are following the CDC social distancing guidelines. And prominent Southern Baptist leaders join the chorus of the far left calling church service 
reckless. One thing is for sure, the church cannot continue like this. The church must speak and proclaim the word of God freely and cannot be controlled by co uh, corporate media giants, government tyrants, and left-wing activists who hate what the word of God has to say. Nor can Christians be pushovers and let this happen. Now, our voice is being silenced more and more by the leavenings of Silicon Valley, who is suppressing conservative Christian content. It is impressive that you keep stay, uh, to keep staying informed by signing up for their free newsletter. But I do have a solution. It is a solution. And this solution is very, very powerful solution. And it's called IMP Streams. IMP Streams, we built this uh, platform because of this reason I just re read to you. We, are, we built this platform because there is so many things going on that the body of Christ, is, their voices is being taken, you know, taken for granted or they're being shut down. Well, God told me, in, not in a dream like everybody be seeking, but in prayer, in my heart, he knows that I want to help the body of Christ. We already got radio platforms and a lot of people are on them. But it's a, it, it should be more believers on these platforms. But everybody wants to watch and see stuff. Well, we built this platform for that. We, it's called IMP Streams. And so if you go to our website, it's IMPStreams.com. Check it out. And you can sign in for free and you can start broadcasting. We will be having a tutorial on there to show you how to broadcast through IMP streams. So be blessed in that. So I want to thank everyone to take the time to listen to me on the Biblical Editorial Review. It is a blessing to come back on the, on the air and talk to you guys. So next month we're going to start a new series. And I'm not going to tell you a series yet until next month. So stay tuned and thank you for listening to the Biblical Editorial. We will definitely see you next week. Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Thank you for listening to the Biblical Editorial Review. We hope this broadcast has challenged you to see this world from God's perspective. Tune in next time for another Biblical Editorial Review. The Biblical Editorial Review with Cleveland Rhodes is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.